Does this sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am back. And Ash, it is so good to have you with me today. Thank you. Well, I could have, you know, when we... uh, when, when you and Max talked about the March for Life, I was raging in the chat yeah. because I felt like there needed to be a female voice, so I insisted this morning. No, I think there, needs, there definitely needs to be a female voice, but, but we're facing some really big firsts today. Mm. For those of you that don't know, um, I went to Alaska, so a friend of mine called me and said, Joe, you need a break. And so I'm gonna take you away for a break. And so I went to Alaska and fished my friend took me up there, and uh, it was amazing. It was amazing to get away. A little bit different perspective. I, w- I will tell you, I have, a, you know, taking five days where you're completely off the grid, it, it gives you time to unwind things mm-hmm. and realize why you're, why you're fighting. But also, it, it gives you a lot more perspective of... Um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I, I, it gives you much more perspective on, on why you get to the place that you get to, and so, so it allows you to just kind of take a step back. Yeah. And when you take a step back, you you get the chance to, um, I don't know. You, you know, angry is probably a good word for it. Like, I've been extremely, and I know we're going to talk today about. By the way, the 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 thing. Oh, it's at the bottom. Okay. Um. We're going to talk about what happened with the Supreme Court, and it's, I think it's important. But uh, I want—I want everybody to know something. It—it it is hard. It is hard. Now, hard to me. I always say, "Show me hard." And you're like, "You can't show hard." It's difficult for me to um, not get angry if I go back 18 months and say, "If you would have just kept your mouth shut," yeah. you know, if you just kept your mouth shut, your your life would be. It'd be magical. I mean, I guess I could call my life magical. It's been magical. But for 18 months, um, you know, while, you know, a guy like Eric Coomer who erased evidence and, you know, just did some pretty bad stuff, ran into a building almost, I mean, could have killed someone. Mm -hmm. The police let him off. I I mean, (laughs) I can't even begin to to fester the anger that starts to... um, you know, create itself when you talk about that much, like just the lopsidedness of it. The fact that the, the, per, the, per, the person that's really bad is nothing's happening to them. And then, and then you hear all the stuff that's coming out of the machines. I mean, you saw New Mexico, you saw Maricopa, you see Michigan when it started, how it started. You have 
Georgia, you have Wisconsin, you have Pennsylvania. Don't forget the erroneous code that was just found in Tennessee in the machines. Yeah, I mean, so it's, and, and by the way, and I've talked about this before, you don't need an internet connection. Internet connection can click it, can, can get it to go, right? You can turn it on. Like it's, a, it's called a root kit, right? I mean, in code, you, you have these things in there where it'll, it can activate itself. It can funnel off data, it can do all sorts of stuff. But they've had a long time to do this. I mean, you know, CIDL is not, um, you know, they, they are not absolved from this. I mean, there's so much evidence that's coming out that, that trace it all the way through the system. But, you know, the, the stuff that they're finding shows that things are sent to be adjudication. And do you remember who owns the adjudication process? Who designed it and owns the patent for it? Eric Coomer. Eric Coomer. And Eric Coomer, I sat with Matt K uh, Crane in Colorado. We had breakfast. And I said, you know, Coomer's a very braggadocious person. He goes, yeah, Eric loves a little Eric. And I'm thinking to myself, if, if I was a forensic guy, if I, was doing, if I was doing forensics, I would look at this and go, okay, forensically speaking, all the information's there. The smoking gun, the details, the, the person, like the, 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 I would call him the villain. I mean, they say he's the perfect villain. He's not the perfect villain. He, he is the, he's the, pin, he's the linchpin. He's the cog to the wheel, right? Now, whether, whether or not he's a, a unwilling or willing participant, um, I, think, I think I would say he's a willing participant. I think he's definitely a willing participant. He not only designed and owns the patent for the adjudication system, he went around the country training people on how to use it. Yeah. And, and he was also the spokesperson in, you know, to talk to the media at mm -hmm. times. And he was testifying. I mean, he, he has been testifying still, as I understand it. And, and so he, here's this, and, and my, my issue with all this, and I know, look, we're going to talk about some unprecedented stuff today. Mm -hmm. It's never happened before. But, but it seems like we keep talking about firsts, like the first time that, an election got stolen. Well, we don't know when that first time was. We know it's happened for a long time. And the 2000 mules came out. And, you know, it's, it seems like a Republican piece to say, oh, yeah, we had fraud. We absolutely had fraud. But it was, it was people. And I would go, no, it's not people. It's not. It's in the machines. That just shows you the gravity, the, the, the massiveness of this fraud and the fact that they want to go to a mail-in ballot system. So, I mean, look, that five days that I took, it, it helped me. It, like, replenished my batteries. It gave, me, it gave me a little bit of time to just get back to the place that I've always been. So I've never been, like, the angry one. Mm. I've never been the one to get angry. And I found that as I look back, I'm angry. They came to my house. They attacked my children. They attacked my wife. They, they, they came to my house with guns. I, they, they want to talk about democracy. They want to talk about the fact that we're, we're trying to protect a democracy. You show me where the democracy is. By the way, I didn't attack Dominion to start with. Right. I attacked a guy that was on the call. I didn't even know. I, I, I still had no idea right, the gravity of things until they doubled down and came after me and said that I made things up. And you didn't, you didn't attack him either. I mean, as I, the first experience I ever had with you was the interview that you did with Michelle Malkin after that news broke and yeah. you were recounting your you didn't I don't think you attacked anyone but the attack started a lot two of attacks later. have come on you yeah two days later yeah and 
and and two days later the attacks came and they came with such such just velocity and it was just eric so why would they attack me if i'm just talking about this guy who could have been rogue right mm-hmm. and it wasn't until we dug into the machines that we got to the truth so you know you, you can't be attacked that hard and be a man a real man and not want to push back, not want to fight back against it. And so, but, you know, my pastor tells me all the time, he goes, hey, be careful not to become the very thing that you're fighting against. Mm-hmm. And so I, I say, don't be, want to become it. But you, the level by which you operate, that you live in, that yeah. you live at this level that's way up here. And people are like, oh, man, Joe, he's just intense. I'm not intense. I, I see it. I, I can clearly see where we are as a country. And the things we're going to talk about today just kind of gives you more validity to that. Yeah. To talk, it, it takes you more to a place where the institution, the institution of what we represent as a country is, is almost gone. Yeah. So, but tell everyone what we're going to talk about is today. Is there Obviously, an institution that's not corrupted, I think, is um, one of the biggest questions on the mind of Americans in general, right-leaning Americans for, for sure. Um, you know, we saw churches fold in COVID. We've, you know, uh, institutions of higher learning have been gone for a long time. We watched the, um, we watched the, the, the Congress repeatedly overstep their bounds. Um, we've watched the executive branch legislate, both sides of the aisle have legislated via executive order and now comes the question of the the court right the court was the supreme court in general i mean i think a lot of us think the courts have been corrupted for a while we have a very unequal system of justice um based on wrong think and allegiance to the regime Uh, that depends that's 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 the criteria for whether or not you get justice in this country is if you have the right political ideology um as evidenced by your court case uh that we were talking about with a um, a judge that uh, sees unequal side of justice and well, and it doesn't to them. It's the the it's the it meets the means, right? Well, they it's, tip the scale in that that case specifically. They're tipping the scale of justice in favor of the plaintiff, obviously, openly, brazenly. And right? and it and it's as if it doesn't matter. It's as if they you know are like, okay, we have to double right. down, right? So and, I think we were all wondering, you know, is the is the Supreme Court? I think the left had. Um, you know, ideas that the this is a, a terrorist court because Trump put three justices on it. They're largely conservative. I think as we saw, um, you know, in the wake of the 2020 election, in the cases that they've seen um, about other things, they haven't been a largely conservative um, court, right? You have Roberts, no. who's supposed to be a conservative. He's not, right? He con- consistently votes with Democrats. So there's this question out there. Um, we knew this was coming because oral arguments for this case, uh, Dobbs v. Jackson, uh, were heard in December. And this decision was supposed to come down in late June. And so yesterday, it was leaked. Well, it was leaked, but I want to tell you that it was planned and leaked. So whoever leaked it, they, they've been sitting on the fact that they had this draft for months. And he, here's, here's how you know. The, the report came out around 2 p.m. yesterday that it was leaked. 
by 3 p.m., they had signs that they had already built that talked about the overturning, and they were on the steps, organized yep. at the Supreme Court. And then they had barricades put up. Barricades put up because they Articles knew. Articles already was, written. I mean, th- th- this is how corrupt our system has gotten, and it's, 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 it, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the the message came down. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot. It was it was outrage Twitter last night. Um, can you pull up a one, Mr. Producer? I don't know if he can hear me. Oh, there yeah, good. So yeah. this was my night last night. And if you're not following the Ministry of Truth on Twitter, start immediately. If you're on Twitter, it's hilarious. Um, you could log off right now. You could put the phone down, go to bed and rest in peace from this dumpster fire, dumpster fire. But you won't. You'll stay up like us and experience the cocaine laced heroin addled espresso that is reaction Twitter. And it certainly was. So um, we're going to go and do. Is that really the U.S. Ministry of Truth? Is it kind of funny? That's the one. Oh, that it's, a like, okay, it's a troll. It's a troll. It's amazing. That's the one that got it like 200,000. In like one day. Yeah. Yeah. Day. yeah no, it's, they've got some great reactions up there. So let's do, um, so, you know, we have, we have reactions from two sides, and we're going to cover, we're going to do fair and balanced. We're going to cover the reactions from both sides um, coming in. So let's well, do a bo- left Both sides one. of the one side, I think. The one side, think. yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, it, that's, that's where we're going with this. Uh, left one, please. So you can see the reaction, um, the masks. I, I liked this, this imagery because, you know, if we're talking about the ability to kill babies... Those masks are coming off because it's like uh, the summer of BLM. It's a moral imperative. And that's really the theme here, I think, is that riot season is kicking off. Um, so uh, then let's go to, to left two, please. This is showing the barricades up that were up. Uh, this time was 9, 9 p.m. last night. Uh, we had barricades up by then. Um, the real sentiment of the left, I think, in reaction, we'll see in left three, if you want to pull that one up. Yeah, you want to read that quote in the red box? Yeah, so this says, protesters gather after leaked drafts suggest Supreme Court may overturn Roe versus Wade. It hurts so much to know that it might be ripped away from me, one demonstrator said standing outside the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday night. I want to pause there for a minute. It might be ripped away from me. What might be? The ability to rip the baby out of your womb might be ripped away from me. Well, I mean, I want to I want to say this. Um, you know, if we if we trace back the the beginnings of abortion and how they're pushing it on minority minority communities, um, Dinesh D'Souza did a documentary. I don't know if you know this that that walked through kind of the, the, the whole tobacco on the left and how they've been able to deceive people mm-hmm. that they're actually for them while they're actually against them. Yeah. And in this, Margaret Sanger um, had the KKK literally on stage with them. And they said that that they're having a hard time defeating minorities because they're getting so many rights, right? And so what we have to do specifically for black people is that we have to kill them in the womb. And we have to deceive them. And uh, I'm going to try and find it real quick. And this goes on to today. If you look at the majority of Planned Parenthood locations where they put them, Right. I'd love to see their yeah. roadmap of planned locations where they're putting those in the decision criteria of where they want to. Uh, God, that's so disgusting. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to be able to show you something really quick. It's uh, you're 
I want to say that the founder of Planned Parenthood, her name is Margaret Sanger. And she's a white eugenicist, big old racist. And, you know, did her work. I mean, did her best work. Not unlike Bill Gates, except she doesn't have a Y chrome. Well, the, but I think that the other part of when we started Allegedly, looking at... Allegedly, I wouldn't assume. I mean, I, I, I would assume. <laughs> I would assume. Mr. Producer, I just put that, that picture inside of um, the deal. If you can go ahead and put this up. So this is a picture of Margaret Sanger, and um, who spoke at a Ku Klux Klan rally. <laughs> right? Silver Lake, New Jersey. Yeah. And you, you notice that she's standing in a... In a uh, you know, like a wagon of some sort, and they're all hailing and clapping to Margaret Sanger. That I looks mean, like a Nazi salute, does it not? Well, it, and, and a lot of what we're, we're seeing today, um, yeah, so it, it, th this is what we're dealing with. We're, we're dealing with the founding principles, the roots of the seed of Planned Parenthood was never to take care of women. Is never to take care of women. No. Now, so I'm going to say this. Go ahead and take it down, Mr. Producer. And this is something you should probably know. More black babies have been killed, aborted, than have been born alive. Yep. Since Roe versus Wade. I mean, I, I want you to I want you to understand that the significance of that because there are lots of black babies that are born, but had those babies not been aborted the population of the United States would be nearly 40% black, okay? And instead, what they did is they went and opened borders and let people in from other countries to basically kill off, I'm gonna say kill off, kill off American black families. Mm. And then they attacked the fathers and then you have the school to prison pipeline. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a plan right out of some evil book. I mean. It, you know, my friend yesterday said, it's like a Marvel comic book. And I think we have to read the comic book to figure out how to defeat the evil. Mm. <laughs> I thought about it. So I went home and started looking at comic books. And I was like, online, I don't have any comic books. But looking at the, the story plot online, I'm thinking to myself, well, in every one of these, you got to punch them in the face. Mm. So, so I, I probably wasn't that far off, you know, bef you know with what we have to do. But... Um, but it's, it, it's, it's disturbing. We, we know that the roots of it, they're literally doing the same thing they've been doing. They're convincing you that what they're doing is for your own good. Mm -hmm. While at the same time, they're really doing everything they can to destroy minority families and communities. Yeah. And um, if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what, what does or what would. Yeah. Um, can you put up uh, left four, please? So this is the uh, Metro DC uh, area Democratic Socialists of America. Yeah. So like I said, it's riot season again. I saw some other um, ones. We in the streets in Denver tomorrow. We, you know, all over the country. These guys are saying um, they're going to be at the steps until midnight. I think they were also saying 5 p.m. local time in whatever area you're in all over the country. The, the socialists are saying. Um, Who's paying them? I mean, I think that's something we should probably talk about. Somebody is paying them. Somebody is paying these people to be on the street. Yeah. I mean, it's all Act Blue, right? Allegedly. Well, I mean, then we talk about Act Blue and, and their part in how people are getting mm -hmm. 
uh, donations. You yeah. know, Jenna Griswold, it's $850,000. Turns out that it's not. It's Act Blue that gave $850,000 yeah. to Jenna Griswold. Broke every record. It's not true. It's not true. People gave to Act Blue, and Act Blue walked over and said, I'm going to give you $850,000 to add to it so we can make you the biggest story. Well, and that's why I say it's all Act Blue, because on the left, there is a bucket of money, and if you fall in line and you stay you know, aligned to the party, you get your cut of it. And we see that in the way that they vote, especially in the state legislatures. You can see that the parties are very much, um, you know, they vote as blocks, in, in the state legislatures, which is absolutely not how our government is designed. The parties have way too much power. But um, when, when we're talking about abortion, there are Democrats that, at least until recently, were morally opposed to abortion, that have voted consistently anti-abortion. But that's no longer a tolerable um, position. Well, I think that the they're, this is why people are leaving both parties is because both parties, you know, the Republicans have become obstructionists. Now you have a Supreme Court that's ruling against it saying, hey, look, the science, we have to follow the science. Yep. And, and, and frankly, I think that's the, the draft, you know, kind of got to the fact that there is a science behind yeah. this. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what the, what the opinion actually means and what it says. And, um, but I want to I get through the reactions first. So let's, let's wrap up with the left here and play the, um, the video that's left five, please. So I want you to know something when you when you have these chants that are being done, these chants are people aren't thinking for themselves. And I think that's the most dangerous part about what's happening mm -hmm. in our country is that people aren't fundamentally thinking for themselves there. It's a fundamental on a fu very fundamental level. Nobody is thinking for themselves. They're not even talking about the quiet part. Like why? Well, mm -hmm. why is pro-life against women why is pro-life a lie why is why is pro-life bad oh this got even more hysterical so there was a there was a, res, a response that said um if roe versus wade is repealed women will no longer be able to have the procedure to remove an ectopic pregnancy an ectopic pregnancy is an embryo that implants in the fallopian Which tube not true. it can rupture and the woman can die um, it's completely untrue, right? It's an emotional-based argument to make people say, oh my God, every, women are going to die now because they're going to have to use coat hangers. That's not what the decision says, but that is the hysteria that we're getting from the left. And it would be really great if, you know, since we have a ministry of truth now, if the disinformation governance board would step up <laughs> and tell people what this decision actually means. So that was the reaction from the left. Um... We can get into the reaction on the right. Yeah, let's go uh, um, cut one on the right. What is cut one on the right? It says it's Kelly. Uh, it, it'll be uh, leak one. Thank you. Sorry, I named him weird today. All right. The pathetic, spineless leak of a draft SCOTUS opinion has the feel of something a sad little woke 20-something-year-old would do. The kind of person 
Who thinks their personal agenda is more important? Whoever did it should lose their law license. That's true. So um, we'll just burn through a couple of these, too. Yeah, Cernovich. Yeah, let's do two. This is unbelievable. Supreme Court draft opinions don't leak. This has never happened before. I don't even have words to describe this. You can see Cheryl Atkinson there. The leak of the Supreme Court is one of the biggest stories of our time. Change my mind. Um, and then you have Lance Gooden, if you want to pull that one up. Sorry, that would be number four. Never been a leak like this. They're attempting to intimidate the justice. Intimidate the justices. Whoever's responsible for this act must be held accountable. Um, and when we get into we get into some theories about what's going to happen in five. This was Rage Twitter last night. Um, it's going to get demonic. Pray for the justices. This is about rigging the midterms. Um, but then Jonathan Turley uh, in cut number six, I think it is, has a, a theory here of what's going on. Of course, Jonathan Turley is a um, world-renowned law professor, a constitutional lawyer, and um, not a conservative. Uh, not a actually conservative. considered pretty middle of the road. But this is the interesting part about what he said is it, it, it sends shudders. It's, it's, kind of, it's a shudder. And, it, and by the way, you put this in on the right, but he is not a conservative at right, all. He's not a conservative. Um, the alleged leak of the opinion in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization is nothing short of breathtaking. It would constitute one of the greatest breaches of security in the history of the court. The article represents the greatest crisis that Chief Justice John Roberts has faced in his tenure on the court. It is a breach of the most fundamental obligation and traditions of the court. If this is a true copy of the draft opinion, it's hard not to view this as a malicious act. What is the motivation of releasing such a decision? The only intent of such a leak is to trigger a response from outside of the court. This draft is from February, and the majority can shift on such opinions. However, the act of leaking such a draft opinion ranks as the original sin for judicial ethics. And then the last party says the most likely motivation is obviously to pressure the court and push the legislation in Congress on a federal abortion law before the midterm elections. It would also like to renew the call for court packing. This is, uh, you know, that <laughs> this is amazing because it's a, it's it's telling us what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. That's really what it's doing. And the calls for court packing have already started. That was a big call on Rage Twitter last night. Was we must pack the court now. We must pack the court now. I don't. I don't know how we get out of this. And one of the things that while I was um, up uh, fishing, that that uh, was amazing is the number of people up there that were completely unaware of what was happening in the, in, in Washington and across the country. Unaware. I'm jealous. Uh, yeah. Plug, plug me back in. Yeah. So we have, uh, we have, so, you know, we talked about the, the left's reaction and how it seemed premeditated, right? They had, um, they had uh, barricades ready to go. They had articles written. They had protests and, and everybody in the street and all of that. The, le the, the right's position was pretty well orchestrated and, and consistent as well with all the discussion about the leak. But we are going to get into in just a minute what the uh, what the decision actually means. But first, let's make some money. Yeah. So we have an, one of our sponsors. I get to do an ad read. I haven't done one in five days. It's kind of good. So, um, you know, that people are trying to turn to resorting to crowdfunding to cover high health care costs. You know, you have people that are paying nearly 40, 50 percent of their pay goes towards health care. The problem with insurance is um, 
is it doesn't work. And so crowd health is, isn't health insurance. That's why it does work with insurance. You pay huge premiums for high deductibles, which means, um, a top of thousands you pay to keep your plan. You end up paying thousands more before your insurance even kicks in. Uh, one in six claims is denied by healthcare.gov plans. No wonder where so many people are choosing to take their chances without insurance. Um, crowd health is putting the community first, um, in healthcare. It's giving its members access to high quality care for up to 60% less in the process. You pay one monthly fee to, to total to fund your account and get access to CrowdHealth community, less than $200 a month for most people. 100% of your monthly contribution directly funds and reduces the healthcare costs of the community. You pay the first 500 of a health event, the rest gets submitted to the CrowdHealth community members for funding. It's unlike insurance, you're not limited by doctor networks when you're looking for care. So how does health, uh, CrowdHealth able to lower your yearly costs? Unlike insurance, CrowdHealth succeeds by keeping its members happy, not by driving up prices. CrowdHealth helps members shop for great prices, a fair, great care at a fair price. It makes payments to doctors and members as quickly as possible. It totally reverses the vicious incentive that get the healthcare system in the mess in the first place. So don't let healthcare costs stand between you and your future. Join CrowdHealth today. Uh, right now, you can get the first six months for just $99 a month. That's 50% off the normal price and a lot less than the high-deductible health care plan. Just go to cr- joincrowdhealth.com and use promo code FREEDOM at sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code FREEDOM. And mandatory disclaimer, um, CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It is a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. All right. So, uh, Mr. Producer, if you could put up Decision Zero... For me, we're just going to read the intro here of the draft opinion, um, and I apologize it's blurry on the screen, but I'll read it out for everyone. Uh, Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the court. Abortion prevents, presents a profound moral issue on which Americans hold sharply confl- conflicting views. Some believe fervently that a human person comes into being at conception and that abortion ends an innocent life. Others feel just as strongly that any regulation of abortion invades a woman's right to control her own body and prevents a woman from achieving full equality. Still others in a third group think that abortion should be allowed under some, but not all, circumstances, and those within this group hold a variety of views about the particular restrictions that should be imposed. For the first 185 years after the adoption of the Constitution, each state was permitted to address this issue in accordance with the views of its citizens. Then, in 1973, the court decided Roe v. Wade, 410 U.S. 113. Even though the Constitution makes no mention of abortion, the court held that it confers a broad right to obtain one. So what, um, what is going on in the context of this case is that the constitutionality of Roe versus Wade has come up. And it's about a, a stricter abortion law in Dobbs versus Jackson. But the to get to the decision, it addresses both Roe versus Wade as well as Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And so we're going to talk about those um, in just, uh, for just a minute. So if you could pull up decision two, please, Mr. Producer. Thank you. Do you want to read this one? So this is the synopsis of Roe versus Wade. Um, so the court held states could require parental consent for a minor's abortion as long as judicial bypass is available, requiring a waiting period between seeking and obtaining an abortion and required detailed informed consent, including medical information about the abortion. The state could not require a signed statement from the woman as she had given notice to her husband, if any, prior to the procedure. 
Casey abandoned the trimester framework, replacing it with pre and post viability tests for constitutionality. Roe was affirmed, although Liberty replaced privacy as the alleged constitutional interest. On the basis of star decisis, let the decision stand to avoid the appearance that the court was vulnerable to political pressure and because people had organized their intimate relationships and made choices that define themselves in reliance to the availability of abortion in the event contraception should fail. Four justices dissented from Casey's affirmation of Roe. Okay, so apologies, I put up Casey first. So if you could put up one, sorry, decision one for me. I forgot there was a zero. Thank you. All right, so Roe versus Wade basically um, sort of says that a woman has a constitutional right to a abortion, but admittedly it's not found anywhere in the Constitution, and it's based on an implied right to personal privacy that they say emanates from the Ninth and Fourteenth Amendments. The Fourteenth Amendment is a liberty case. You, um, you know, have the, the, the right to life, uh, fortune, pursuit of happiness, um, the liberty aspect of the Constitution. Um, the Ninth Amendment makes a little bit more case, right? All all uh, rights that are not enumerated, the enumerated rights in the Constitution should be removed back to either the states or to the individuals. So that makes a little bit more um, sense. But Roe stated that there was a constitutional right to an abortion, but it it was based on implied rights, right? So nowhere in the Constitution does it say that a woman has a right to an abortion. Roe versus Wade said that that is implied because of other rights. The other thing that Roe did was put in place the trimester framework, which limited the types of abortion services that a woman can use um, during the different stages of pregnancy. Casey, the decision that you read from the 1990s, went back and revised that, kept the provision, um, essentially reaffirming that Roe holds uh, the same implied argument. Um, and if you could put back up uh, decision two, holding that Roe, um, it says here, reaffirmed Roe, although liberty was replaced as privacy. So Roe versus Wade made the um, the argument based on privacy. In Casey, they revised that to be a, a, a to stare decisis, let the decision stand, but let it stand based on liber liberty as opposed to privacy. And they redid the trimester framework so that it's right. before or after viability and introduced this concept of viability. This decision in uh, Dobbs versus Jackson repeals both Roe and Casey. And so it's basically saying this right doesn't exist. And um, let's see, if you pull up, I want to say it's number two, decision number two. That was decision two. Oh, uh, 0 0.1. Yeah, I did great with the numbering <laughs> today. I'm just trying to mess with you today. Um, Alito's draft argues, this is from the political article that broke the news. Alito's draft argues that the rights protected by the Constitution, but not the right the rights protected by the Constitution, but not explicitly mentioned in the Constitution, so-called unenumerated rights, must be strongly rooted in U.S. history and tradition. That form of analysis seems at odds with several of the court's recent decisions, including many of its rulings backing gay rights. So you can see here in the decision from Sam Justice Alito, it says we hold that Roe and Casey must be overturned. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion. No such right is implicitly protected in any constitutional provision. And so from a constitutional law standpoint and from a personal liberty standpoint, this decision, I believe, is saying the government doesn't have the right 
in this instance, this the federal government, right? The federal government doesn't have the right in uh, to 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 make decisions about abortion. It is a state's rights issue. I personally am very libertarian. I believe it is a moral issue, but I don't believe that the government should be in the business of deciding which humans gets rights and which humans don't get rights. I also don't think the the court should be in the business of deciding who constitutes who, what types of relationships constitute marriage. These are areas where we've replaced government with God and tried to have the government do all of the things that are too hard for us to do. I think that's laziness and cowardly. And I think we need to take our self-governance back. Well, then you get to the point where, I mean, that as you start walking down this pathway with this, I mean, and again, I want to talk about the leak specifically. Mm-hmm. The, 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 con- the concept is, is that are they going to change their opinion because now they're fearful, mm. right? Or was this all orchestrated to begin with to give a headwind or excuse me, a tailwind to the Democrats to rally their base for the midterms. Yes. Um, I think both can be true. Mm-hmm. I think the, 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 the problem that I have is that they're, they're messing with what they call democracy, right? On both sides. And if, if we don't even have a sacredness inside the court at the highest level, then there, then there is no ethical standard. There is no ethical barometer. Yeah. by which any judge or anyone else can be judged by. And we know that they've made bad case calls across the board, yeah. across the board at every level, and that they are infiltrated by really, really, really bad people. We already know that's a fact. And they, they've destroyed lives. I mean, let's just, let's just call it what it is. Judges have destroyed lives across this country at a rate that is not even... It, 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 it flies in the face of this being a, a justice system or, or that our country is even ridden, you know, run by any sort of set of standards or rules because they ignore them. Because the rule of law has become completely politicized. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. I think that the my, my issue with the abortion debate in this country for many years has been that we don't have an honest debate about abortion. We right. don't have an honest debate about human rights and when human rights begin and what it constitutes an ability to take human rights away from a human, we don't have a cons- uh, uh, an intellectually honest conversation about what role government should have in those decisions, in medical decisions generally, um, in and then federal government versus state government versus self government, right? Um, to me, these are all shades of authoritarianism when we're talking about what the government can and cannot tell people to do with their individual choices. Um, now, yes, this, you know, we're talking about two lives. We're not talking about one life. Uh, I, I, I still maintain that because of the circumstances of the child, the baby, the human that's growing inside of the woman, which you cannot argue it's anything other than a human, unique human DNA is formed at the moment of conception because of the circumstances, it's a complex and moral decision. And complex and moral decisions should not be given to government. They should be given to God. And we need to be able to get back to the point where we can govern ourselves. Um, I don't think the federal government should be making any mandates about health care. I was opposed to Obamacare. I'm opposed to um, paying for abortion. I'm opposed to the government saying you can't have an abortion. I don't think that's the role of government. And I think that that's an intellectually honest conversation that we could have if we could get past the emotion and hysteria and outrage of, you know, I mean, the, 
the, the leak is unprecedented, but it's not surprising, right? Because of the climate that we're in. When I heard about this leak, I think this was my first response on Twitter, I actually said, it's unprecedented, of course it is. Because every, like you said at the beginning of the show, we're talking about a lot of firsts, right? There's a lot of firsts happening, there's a lot of things going on, and all of it's unprecedented. And it's unprecedented because every single one of our institutions um, has been corrupted. We haven't conserved anything. The, the you know, quote unquote conservatives in this country, uh, as, as depicted by the Republican Party, have been rushing just as fast into authoritarianism as the left. Yeah, so <laughs> here we are. So what's next? When we, when, we get to the, when we get to the end of all the things that we're dealing with with this, with this ruling, it does show that there is a more, there's a moral standard. There's a moral that they're willing to look at and that there are good people in the Supreme Court. The problem is, is that the people around them have infected that office as well. Mm-hmm. And that should be a clear indicator to everyone in the country that, look, we've, we've already lost the legislative branch in large part mm-hmm. on both sides of the aisle. Because now they negotiate with each other and with lobbyists to say, hey, listen, if you fund my deal so I can be back in office, so that I can, you know, have insider trading information, which, by the way, insider trading information is not just related to the Pelosi's and the Schumer's of the world, but the judges, judges that were actually ruling against cases that were invested in the stock that they were actually in a, in a lawsuit with. It's also not just federal government, right? When you look at what the legislate, legislators in yeah. your local your local state legislature, the types of things that they're writing laws about, the types of information that they're privy to um, as a result of what they do for a living, you have a propensity for insider trading at every level. And nobody's looking at that. No. no nobody's no. holding those people accountable. No. If you were to inside trade, We'd go to you jail. would get caught immediately and go to jail, fullest extent of the law, and... That's just the two the two tiers of justice that we, we have. We have another sponsor that I'm going to go ahead and read real quick if we can. Tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet with exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com slash daily. You have to do the, the slash daily. So it's IPVanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings today. So we're talking about the emotional hysterical outrage um, and, you know, whether or not it's, it's based in reality. Can you pull up decision five, please? This was a part that I thought was pretty interesting about the, um, the political article that came out. When Dobbs was argued in December, Roberts, uh, this is Chief Justice Roberts that we're talking about, seemed out of sync with the other conservative justices, as he has been on a number of cases, including one challenging the Affordable Care Act. 
At the argument session last fall, Roberts can be seen searching for a way to uphold Mississippi's 15-week ban without completely abandoning the Roe framework. I can't read on the bottom. Can you read that back? Viability, uh, it seems to me, doesn't have anything to do with choice. But if it really is an issue about choice, why is 15 weeks not enough time? Roberts asked during the arguments. The thing that is issued before us today is 15 weeks. Right. So um, this is going into how Chief Justice Roberts seems to be out of sync. Uh, I believe the draft opinion said five justices. So you've got Alito and Thomas, and then you've got the three Trump justices, which would, you know, infer that Roberts is going to vote with the liberal justices on this. But it's just more um, more evidence that the court has been has been corrupted that uh, corrupted is a, a harsh word politicized we'll say the court has been the supreme court has been wholly politicized i think um and this leak you know is is proof of that right we're told that this is an unprecedented action it's never happened before uh whoever did this is this, so this was the outrage on the right last night was this is insurrection Right. Leaking was insurrection. And I get it. It's a violation of a longstanding, um, you know, precedent. But we're in unprecedented times. So let's go through some of the comments. Um, New case says this is fake news, asked Joe. So and I think you said nothing will be reversed um, and uh, it will be available Friday online. So let me explain to you the fact that it could be fake news. I mean, we could be using this could Mm -hmm. be an information war that comes out of out of the the Supreme Court. It could be used because they're colluding together. It could be that they actually knew it, and this is going through the the theater of it all to make it seem as if they're going to do something good that gives the Republicans maybe a reprieve to whether they can just calm down a little bit. Because they're seeing that we're jumping, we're like like frogs jumping out of the hot boiling water saying, ah, we've had enough. And so the, the temperature in the country is going up dramatically. Well, I think this is I think you're over the target with that comment, but I think it's it, it's reengage in the left versus right divide. That's that's what we're being told by this yeah. leak and by this early, you know, the, the, the release of this, the leak of this decision early of the outrage on both sides of, you know, this is unprecedented. I can't believe this would happen is everybody. You guys have been focused on the uniparty and focused on the government for too long. Reengage in the left versus right divide. Start arguing about abortion. That always works. That's that's what I think is going on. Well, I, y- if if it's if it's not abortion, I mean, look at what we're dealing with. I mean, I mean, I just want to, I just want to, I just want everyone to understand that you know when when I left and for five days and being up in the middle of nowhere, right, fishing, I didn't catch a bear. Um, there was no bears. They were all still hibernating. I think. I think he knew that they were still hibernating. He just took me up there as a joke and said, "Hey, we're going to go hunt bear." I don't know how I I, I felt about killing Yogi Bear anyway, but uh, while I'm up there. The amount of peace that you have, not having any connection, none. You have no ability to get to internet. You have no ability. And so you start wondering, like, who is, who's really, who has, who's got the life? Who's got the life? Is it, is it the person that's up in the mountains that hunts for their food, that works on a boat? Or is it, is it us that are, that are kind of, we can't unsee what we're seeing. We can't unsee the evil. And then what does that say for the remnant? Should the remnant just give up and just go up and hang out in Alaska? I mean, these are all questions that come across my 
and, and I'm sure they come across many people's minds as well. I mean, they, they have to think to themselves, like, what, what are we fighting for? Who are we fighting for? Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that have their head in the sand. So it is not the Roe versus Wade. This to me is not as much about the Roe versus Wade. This is about the fundamentals of our country. And Mark Levine said it best. He said that if this is true, which we now know it's true, then the institutions within government will now collapse because there was nothing left. There was, there was no, nothing sacred. And if you want to go back to um, the uh, election bill from Texas that went to the Supreme Court that they said um, was, could not be heard because it lacked standing. Mm -hmm. And you remember that Alito uh, was then given the, uh, the uh, New York area and they moved people around, moved all the justices around in a very quick moment. They moved things around. Yep. And then it was leaked that John Roberts um, was screaming through the walls that I don't care about this case, and I'm paraphrasing it, that um, people are rioting and burning buildings. So they're acknowledging that, that this is happening while the news is not acknowledging it and saying mm -hmm. it's mostly peaceful. And they're also acknowledging that that is um, impacting their decision-making. And he does this, and it leaks out like another leak. This is just another leak that's out there. And so it's not the first leak. It's the first leak of this magnitude because that means somebody had to go and get that document and right. then share it with a... Right, it's a scanned copy. It's a yeah. scanned copy of a paper 93-page decision, draft okay. decision that was written in February. Okay, and let me, let, me, let me do a solid to John Roberts and the technology people. When you scan a copy into a copier, when you scan a copy and you put it on a hard drive, when you put it on a little zip drive or you scan it and send it to an email, that forever lives inside of that copier. So if you want to know who actually scanned it, because all the, the governments, they have badges, right? And the badges allow you to use the copiers and use things like that so they can track usage. So if you want to know, if you, if you really want to know who did it, all you have to do is go back to the copier, go back to the date frame, look for the image, and then look for the person that actually created that image. Yeah. It's really that simple. And it's all stored on a hard drive inside of a copier. And that assumes that they don't know who leaked it. Well, I mean, if, if I had my guess, I would, I mean, I have a guess. I, I have a guess, but um, my guess would be that it came from one of the law clerks for either Sotomayor or, or one of the others. Yeah, I don't think there's any universe in which a law clerk would take that kind of power upon themselves. In yeah. the context of the Supreme Court, and that remember, this is the one institution that still allegedly had integrity, right? This is something you you saw the reaction of this doesn't happen. This is a violation. This is worse than January sixth. This is insurrection. This is blah blah blah, right? Um, yeah. I I think this is like the the um, you know Eric Chiarmerlo was the whistleblower, no. Right, a wiretap was the whistleblower, but they had to give it a name, right? I don't, I, I, first of all, I think it's very unlikely that the left or the right leaked this because I think it serves both parties' purposes in the lead up to an election. Um, but second, I think it's a lot, it's a lot to put on a law clerk. Um, and I, uh, 
I'd be I'd be surprised because they're out of you know like you said it's easy to tell who did it, and they will if 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 it comes out they'll lose their law license and they'll be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for doing so. So, but, but is that enough? I don't know. What is the fullest extent of the law for that? I, I mean, I don't know. You violate the most sacred part of being inside the Supreme Court, the trust, the basic trust that you have. And Which is the only reason the court works, right? The only, the only reason that the Supreme Court has, has been, in my lifetime, a relatively apolitical body is because of that secrecy and silence. It's because they, um, you know, you had Ginsburg and, uh, and um, who was the justice that just died? Not just died, but uh, they, they were friends. Um, because it's an apolitical body, right? So you've got right. the, the, you know, justices that, that know each other. They, they kind of exist. You've heard this described a lot. Anytime you, there's um, anything having to do with the court, they talk about how they're, they're kind of separate from American society, right? Because they sit in judgment over American society. They, they're, they're a secretive body. They stay removed from the politics, from the day-to-day. Um, and that, I think people largely believed that right. uh, up until, you know, um, the Merrick Garland thing. I think then it started to get political when Merrick Garland was blocked as, uh, as, a cho- as Obama's choice, and it's just gotten worse since then, and now to the point where that trust is gone. That trust was the only reason that the court worked the way that it did. So now that that trust is gone, I think that that's a, that's a pretty big question. Well, in, in, but, uh, but as I started going through all the different things that are going on in our country, I mean, it's not, you know, it, it, has, not, it has to do with the fundamental breakdown of our, of our legal system, mm-hmm. right? the, the lawlessness that we're dealing with. And we're seeing it every day. Tucker Carlson said it best. He goes, there is no law. Yeah. There, there is no accountability. I mean, there's no accountability at any level because I can't hold one person. The only people that they hold accountable are anyone that stands against this leftist agenda. That's it. Yeah. I mean, we are dealing in a communist society. We are, we are right now in the middle of Nazi America. That's what we're in the middle of. And the radical left, the left, they are the Nazis. I mean, let, let's, let's call them what they are. Do you know what the word I think Nazi they're the means? Brown shirts, right? right? You, like they're the ones that are in the streets doing it for. But it's a uniparty, and they've got all their wings. the The radical left, the the people that scream rage and you know go burn buildings and all of that. First of all, they're getting paid, right? They're being paid to be in the street. That's why they're able to occupy for months on end. Um, but they serve they. They serve the cabal. It's not, I mean, the, the radical left, I think, is, yeah, it's radical. There's a radical left. There's, it, but it's all, it's, all, it's all theater for the uniparty. That's my take on it. Well, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I would agree that, that right now, but the, but the problem that we have as people is that it shocks our sensibilities, almost to the point where you want to walk yeah. away from it. And again, this is why I walk back and go, 18 months ago, I could have just not said anything. And, and run the risk of them never getting to the bottom of anything having to do with Dominion. I mean, nobody would have dug into it. I mean, they wouldn't have. Maybe they would have. Maybe they would have gotten there eventually. But the, you would never have gotten, and had I not built that model of here's how it all works, had I not gone to Washington and put it up on the screen, there's a lot of how, if, I, if you wouldn't have done those things, what would have been the outcome? And frankly, I think the outcome would be that, that they wouldn't have known where to look. So I feel like I, 
I, I understand now the punishment that I've gotten for the last eight months from the radical left and the fact that they've slandered me on every, every angle and they've left a lot of people that have done a lot of bad things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've left them alone. They've, they've basically covered for them. Yeah, it's like you said before, um, you know, you've had how many people on the right, you know, you want to be governor? You want to do this? You want to do that? You want us to give you this and that? Just stop. Just, just, just stop talking about the election fraud. Yeah. Just stop talking about the machines. We'll, we'll give you what you want. Yeah, you're you're bringing on here, bringing too much heat on to us. Right. I mean, that's that's what we're dealing with is that. Um, so, you know, that, that's actually a great segue is to what are they distracting us from? Um, Mr. Producer, do you have that trailer handy? It's a good a good segue to close on close out. We got it. Sorry, I need two seconds. Okay. All right. And then I got something else I want to share. So, um, the 2000 Mules movie came out uh, yesterday. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. Together, I think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Let me say it again. The 2020 election was the most secure election in American history. Let me begin by asking a very simple question. Do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question and I I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not grandma walking her dog. Bad backgrounds, bad reputations. They are interested in one thing, that's money. And in no shape, in no way, in no time is that legal. This is organized crime. Do you have video evidence? Four million minutes of surveillance video around the country. What you're about to see is disturbing. So this is uh, one o'clock in the morning. Don't we all vote at one o'clock in the morning? (laughs) One night, this person, this mule, went across six counties to 27 different drop boxes. I call it the Mexican mafia, seriously, uh, because they work like that. This is jaw dropping. What you showed is frightening. It's just sickening to me. Now we come to the most important question of all. Was the magnitude of vote trafficking enough to tip the balance in the 2020 presidential election? It's not a leap to say this would have made a difference. They have ruined Election Day in the United States of America. That's provable. And that's enough for me to fight the left with every fiber in my body. 
Without free and fair elections, we are not a democracy. We are a criminal cartel masquerading as a democracy. So, this movie dropped yesterday, came out. Uh, that This was the probably the largest discussion point on Twitter before the Roe versus Wade news came out. Um, and, you know, you could argue that it's a distraction from premiere day of 2000 Mules. I've, uh, so I, I watched uh, CanCon. I don't know if you've met Brian yet, but he was on the show mm-hmm. with us last week. Um, and he went and saw the show and then did a debrief of it. So uh, cancon.locals.com, he'll, he gives you a breakdown. He goes into the numbers, still says absolutely go see the movie. The words that I've heard um, from both him, uh, Bahizi, who saw it. Um, there's uh, people all over Twitter who were talking about this yesterday uh, saying smoking gun, stunning, enough to overturn the presidential election. So... You know, it's not surprising that they want us to re-engage in the left versus right divide, re-engage in the election year politics of you're my enemy because you have a different letter next to your name and don't look at what the government is doing. Um, You know, Dennis Prager in that trailer said, it's enough for me to fight the left with everything that I have. Well, the right's doing it too. And we know that for certain. We know it for certain in Colorado because we've caught them. We've seen the role that the Republicans have in maintaining the fraud-based system. And uh, so this movie, I think, you know, I don't, it doesn't cover machines. I have a real problem with that. But the fraud, uh, the fraud system is multifaceted. They commit election fraud in every way possible. And they have um, a number of different ways of doing it. Mail-in ballots are a big part of that. And this appears to be a smoking gun about mail-in ballots. Yeah, so... Yes, it, it is. It is not just a smoking gun. It it um, it's another part. It's a multifaceted. Do you remember when when uh, Biden said that they have constructed one of the most ex- extensive voter fraud organizations ever? In his I mean, honest dementia moment, you mean? Yeah, and and he was he was talking about the fact that they're this is what they're doing, and they have to tell you what they're doing. That's what evil does. Evil has to tell you what they're doing. But you know, it it is. We're, we're at that place where we have all enough evidence, guys. We, we haven't. Yeah, more there, than enough. There, there's no, if we're looking at this through glass, the glass is so clear that we can see both sides. We can see that the machines are corrupted. You know, the information coming out of multiple states, now Tennessee and, and uh, what you're seeing come out of New Mexico, and the mainstream media is silent on it. They're complicit in this behavior. They're complicit in the behavior to steal elections. Well, yeah, they didn't cover any of the evidence that came out after the election. They told us that we were sore losers. They told us that there was no evidence of election fraud for over a year, even after we were bringing them, repeatedly bringing them actual evidence of election fraud. We were told repeatedly that this is conspiracy theories. This is Trump's big lie. Calling us big liars is basically calls us Nazis. But, you know, decorum doesn't go the other way. It's only meant to go the one way we um, have we we have allowed these liars and and communists and thieves way too much way too much room in my opinion because we've seen now you know to, we we talked about the Colorado Assembly here where 61 percent of the delegates voted for the grassroots candidates and the Republican Party came out and called them Judas 
right? So you've got a divide on the right, a war on the right that's happening. Um, I wrote a column on this in the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle um, that there is a war on the right that's happening. Now, I would have liked to have had this war last year when it wasn't an election year, but the Republicans weren't interested in engaging during that year. They were, you know, doing whatever they were doing. And then November 2021, switch flipped, election year, all of a sudden Republicans care about election integrity. All of a sudden, right? This is, a, this, is, this is an emotional, manipulative cycle that they put us through every two years. And we see it now with this abortion issue, right? We see it with, oh, Roe versus Wade. Well, we've got we've to get it out there. You know, I don't know if we can pull off another summer of race riots. So we'll have some, we'll have some abortion riots instead. Well, I think there, there's more to it than that, right? I mean, there's there's more to it than than just the the abortion deal. It's it's they needed a jumping off point. Remember mm-hmm. that the jumping off point in June of 2020 was George, George Floyd, Floyd, May 25th. Yep. And George Floyd was another nonsensical deal. Like they're they're they they, they created that. The guy was a career criminal. Now, th- and they they showed us a picture in the media. They suppressed that, the, the the video evidence yeah. of him kicking the cop and kicking the windows of the cop car. They suppressed all of that to make it look like he was dragged out, laid on the ground and suffocated, you know, knee on the neck until he was dead. And yeah, it was horrible. And eight minutes and 45 seconds, horrible to watch. Don't want to see that. It wasn't what they said it was. And they used that, like you said, jumping off point. They used that to give us the summer of 2020. So what's the summer of 2022 going to look like? And will there be an additional midterm variant? I think that's the question. Could. Yeah. Could. There could They're be also variant. hiding from us uh, or, or, or distracting us from <clears throat> yesterday. I think we might talk about this on the evening show. Yesterday, a study came out uh, in Israel about how there's a 25% statistically significant 25% increased risk of cardiac arrest uh, with um, post-vaccination. So this is a, a population-based study. So they looked at the the death rates among people under ages of 40. It's like 16 to 39. Uh, they looked at the population rates of uh, uh, the cardiac arrest rates in those in that population of people under under the age of 40 and uh, found 25 percent increase p- with the vaccines. So young people under the age of 40 have given themselves a 25 percent increased chance of cardiac arrest by following the science and doing what the government said and taking all of their shots and boosters. They don't want you, that came out yesterday, Simone Gold posted that, um, which is the only reason that I even saw it because nobody's talking about it, but that happened yesterday. All right, so since we we have Max in the comments and um, I'm gonna have to bring this up because I'm just gonna put it to rest. Sorry guys, he's in the comments. And so I'm I'm gonna just talk about what needs to be talked about. So we're going to talk about a few things. And I, and I said that I wasn't going to, so I'm going to do this here. Number one, um, stepping down, resigning from the board at Fightback. Um, although I'd love to stay on the board at Fightback, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And Linwood, just so we're really clear, I love that man. I love him. 
I don't always agree with him. Matter of fact, there's many times that I don't agree with him. I just don't. And as much as I try, I can't reconcile that. And he can't reconcile that either. But that's okay. We're both fighting for the same thing. But there, there were some comments made by Max that somehow there's some sort of correlation between a list being stolen and not doing business with the, my former company. So let me just clear that up for you, Max, and clear it up for everyone else. Because it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like we, can, we can move on from this. It, it sounds like uh, th there's this play. That, and this is the last time, by the way, I'm going to say anything about anyone that is not related to either the show topic or who's on the, on the show. But there, there's no, he, he's not talking about me. He's not talking about me stealing a list. He's not talking about a stealing donor list. He's talking about bringing that stuff inside and hiring someone inside a fight back that is going to run those campaigns. That's what he's talking about. And so whether or not he, he does that at the end of the contract period, I don't run that company. I don't make those decisions. That's for them to work out. My role was to provide guidance and talk about fight back and support the organization. And I did that. I negotiated the entire deal for the settlement to be returned to fight back. I did that. And so I hand back the reins knowing that I haven't been a great board member. In other words, I haven't given it enough time. Now, wh whatever other people are coming off the board, I'm not coming off the board because of any nefarious activities, nor is Linwood calling me out as deep state. Because there is no deep state. I gave up enough. And I know that it, it, that's one part, so we'll put that aside. The other part is that um, Max... Max uh, also posted something that, that said that I went on some extravagant vacation on the donor dollars. Now, he would say that he just was looking at a hypothetical. Well, okay, let's talk about hypotheticals. Hypothetical is that I have friends, true friends, that literally can look out for the well-being of Joe Oltman and say, you need a break. So there was no money that was spent lavishly. There was no money that was spent to go have some sort of five-star resort. No, that never happened. And to even insinuate that being in this fight, when I got into it 18 months ago, that the weight of everything that I'm facing, that I should somehow just, I should, I should carry that burden myself. I should do it because that's, that's what should happen. I should personally carry the burden of working to save our nation. That I shouldn't lean back into the population in this country that frankly, I, I, I fell on the sword. Now, now, I will tell you, 18 months later, I do so begrudgingly. I do so because much like the radical left and not having an opinion, you can't have an opinion either if you, if you disagree with Max McGuire. And somehow, I don't become a conservative because I voted for Obama the first time. That is what's called honesty, telling you why I did it. I voted for Obama the first time because my dad is black and my mom is white, and I wanted to see unity. I wanted to see what in my life I've never seen, that there wasn't some rock, that maybe he could bring both sides together. He did the complete opposite, and he got me. But it had nothing to do with conservative or, or liberal. It had to do with just the idea, the spirit, and he talked about it, and he got me. And everybody's like, well, Joe, you fell for it. I did. 
and so did millions of other Americans. They fell for it too. He was a smooth talker, super smooth, almost too smooth. But it was the first time that I was able to look at someone and say, maybe, maybe he can, maybe he can do what no other president, no other person in our country has been able to do. And you'll notice that as you walk through this path, when George Floyd came out, I, I, was, I was sympathetic towards George Floyd because I saw that video that everyone else saw. And it reminded me, I went back in time and it reminded me of things that were wrongs committed by police officers. It took a long time for me to build that trust. And it didn't happen until I got outside of the environment where I wasn't seen as bad stock. So yeah, I took time off because 12 to 16 hours a day maybe just is not enough for people. And maybe I need to slave away and continue the fight. But no, I needed a break. And I'm not going to apologize for going and, and, and asking the people in our community to help me. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the goal is that Max wants his pound of flesh. Well, go take your pound of flesh, Max. Go take it. I'm sure you feel good about yourself for it. And then we'll come to the last one, which is this Madison woman. Now, I, it, it, the team came to me and said, Joe, don't give them any of your time. So I took her down. Not, not because I was afraid of any sort of repercussions, because I'm not. I'm afraid of nothing. I've given up enough. Imagine having your, 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 your character assassinated and people draw lines in the sand and they create innuendos and they just can't stop. They, cannot, they can't just move on to their life. And then on the other side, you have the radical left, which is why I say that they're the same. Both sides, Republicans and Democrats are the same. But Madison said something different. She said that basically that I was responsible for Lee Keltner dying, the man that died at a Patriot muster. And Mr. Producer, you were there, were you not? Yes, I was. And that muster was actually put on by a man who I respect greatly, John Tig Tigan. And by the way, the, the, the pro-police rally had happened the previous seven years without one problem. Did it not? It had. And we were there because Antifa, they, they're going to blame this on you somehow. Antifa no, no, no. Was just, there. just this woman who, by the way, has, has several... No, I'm talking about uh, that. I'm talking okay. about at that event. They're talking... This woman is somehow trying to pin this on you. Antifa were there just as they had been for the last year and a half with catapults so that they could hit all the uh, people who were peacefully attending that event with cans of soup. They had a soup drive on the same day, and nothing happened until everyone had left the, the event. But the, the uh, saying that was done, the things that were said, and I mean, I'll send some of this over to you, Mr. Producer, because I think that we probably should... Um, put this to rest fully because she lied she lied number one when Lee Keltner was killed he was killed by an antagonist he was walking with an antagonist the person that walked over and literally my parents were there my parents came to this Patriot muster I was invited to it, it was not an FEC United event and there was 
I think 15 or 20 other groups that were involved in this, right? Getting together. There were other groups. Most of them were outside the event, but there were several groups present there. Um, as far as I know, we were the only one who was actually coordinating with the police. UADF. Correct. Yeah. But then it was said that I did nothing for Susan Keltner, who is, by the way, the sister of Lee Keltner. So just so you know, Mr. Producer, I sent someone over to you so I can share this with you. i got three of them. Which one do you want? I want the first one. And there's a reason why I'm sharing this with you guys. From John? This is from John. So John Tigtigan, by the way, is Benghazi. He is the hero from Benghazi. He is, he is the hero from Benghazi. He is one of the people that literally was shot saving Americans when Chris Stevens, Ambassador Chris Stevens, was killed by another sponta- spontaneous right, protest. And he, let me just read this to you. Thank you for speaking to me today, Mr. Tigan. As I mentioned, my name is Brandon Johansson, and I am the investigator for attorney Bill Boyle, who represents Kevin Carnes, widow of Lee Keltner. If anyone has your organization knows of any witnesses might be worth interviewing, please pass on my contact info. And then John said, hey, your dad would be a good one since he had an altercation with the douchebag, the guy that was the provocateur. I said, okay, I'll reach out. And we did. And we gave statements. And then there was a GoFundMe that was set up, and we gave thousands of dollars. And we promoted it. And so when somebody says that you're responsible for it, and they're just closely yoked with Max McGuire. And Max comes here and says all these things that he says. Again, I don't wish any ill will on Max, ever. I've moved on. But I send people over to Max's deal. <laughs> I actually promoted his book. I wrote this book about how to win an argument with the Second Amendment. But no... It, it is, it is in, unconscionable. And this is the last time that I'll bring it up. I'm done with it. You can say whatever you want. But the sacrifice that I've had to make over the last 18 months and the, and the six months before that, I didn't see anybody else standing up. And from a person, by the way, who does have, a, you know, allegedly, I'll say allegedly, because there's a, a page, Madeline Marquette Exposed, she has a page out there that exposed it, that has these videos of, you know, that she basically has complaints against her raising money and then taking that money and using it for other means. I mean, it, that, that's not me saying it. It hurts. It hurts when people say bad things about you, but it hurts more when it's all based on this just feeling that they just want to hurt you and they know you and they still want to hurt you. And then they, they bring in or use tools, other people as tools, to, to basically just drive stakes into them. And by the way, it was planned perfectly. I got off the boat, I said something, and all of a sudden, both of them started posting about how they hated Joe Oltman, and he was responsible for killing Lee Keltner. Keltner. Ah, okay. And then the, the, you know, the, the, the cousin It down in Colorado Springs writes an article about me. And, and guys, listen, I, I, I knew this was going to get messy. I'm okay with it. But let's be men. If we're going to be men, let's tell the truth. I mean, 
Mr. Producer, how much money did we probably raise for Lee Keltner's family? 12, 15 grand? It was over 10 grand. And, and we gave. We did. I did. A big amount. I remember you personally giving to him. Actually. And I went and gave testimony and affidavits. I brought my parents into it. Max, I love you because you're like my little brother. And you've been there a long time. You leaving was not the, the best thing that ever happened to this show. It was near the worst. Because I leaned on you in a lot of different ways. But betrayal is betrayal. And to think that somewhere along the line I would wish, wish you ill will, I wouldn't. We don't turn against each other, by the way. We don't. We don't. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I had hoped that, that it would go differently. I'd hoped that I wouldn't have to call out someone who called me out, who's <laughs> coincidentally lives right down the street from Max. I had a couple of aha moments, Ash, over the last five days. And it all comes down to courage. We all have our warts. We all have done things in our life that we regret. I, I talk openly about those regrets. Those regrets include things that, you know, I don't think I've not told anyone my regrets. My ability to not have to fight, like to, to see something that's unjust and to, not, to be able to walk away from it. I don't have that gene in me. I don't have it. I wish I did. I wish I could walk away and do what most people do and bury their head in the sand and just move on, just not say anything, but I can't. And I hate people that prey on weak people and I hate people that are bullies. And so I become the bully beater and then you, you have that thing where you just get so angry. And I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't sell drugs when I was 16. I wish. I wish I would have gone to law school and gone through and been a lawyer. <laughs> I wish I would have done that. I think I would have been a good lawyer. All right. So that's it. I think that God puts a lot of things in front of you for a reason. And, uh, you know, this is just one of those moments. This is one of those times that you you just, I mean, I, again, I, I apologize, Mr. Producer. You're like, yeah, just don't do it. I had to. For those of you listening to the podcast, just understand this. Every single day I wake up to do this show, every day that I wake up to do this show, I do it because I, I want to do a few things. One, I want to get rid of hopium. I want to talk about truth. I, I, want, to, I want to push towards some sort of conclusion, some sort of working the problem that gets to a solution on every level. That's what I want. That's, that's really all I want. I want us to have happiness. I want us to get back to having joy and not looking at people. And I do it every day. I look at people and I'm like, you're wearing a mask. I wonder, do they have some, some problem with themselves? Is there something wrong with them? Is there, is there, a, is there something that I'm missing or are they a radical leftist? Are they a Satanist? I mean, these are things that go through my head now. So I know that if it did it to me, how many other people are they doing it to? Infantry man. Yes. He does look like you 70 Sam sometimes. 
<laughs> I would agree with that. Thomas, you're right. Alaskan fishes are huge. Hey, look, I, I, I do appreciate, um, I do appreciate our listeners very much being away for five days. Maybe miss you. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Ash, I don't know if, if I've ever asked you this, but we, we finished the show now with a prayer. You want to do the prayer? All right, so Ash is going to do the prayer um, if you guys are okay with it. Let's go. Oh, is my mic on? I can't hear myself. Oh, there, oh, there we go. go. Sorry. Oh, Father God, you are the master of the universe, Adon Alam. You are in control. You part the seas. You walk us through the fire. You save us from the fire. Father God, we ask that in this time of great confusion, during a time when we feel like we're on an emotional roller coaster of wins and, and losses, perceived wins and losses, God, we ask that you that you'll remind us to try and stay firmly fixed in the center of your will. We ask, Father God, that you will give us a spirit of humility but also of justice and that you will give us holy boldness and courage to be able to walk the path that you've set before us, to be able to walk against the current and against what's popular and to continue to hate, take the hits from all sides because it's in your name, Lord. We we ask that you would make us a generation that is obsessed with your glory, that is obsessed with your kingdom, that is obsessed with bringing about the will and the future that you have for us because your will is perfect. Father God, we ask that you will give us grace in dealing with all of the people who are reacting to the signals and the noise in modernity, Lord. We pray that you would help us to be different. You called us to be different. You asked us to be in this world, but not of it, to be light and salt and light to the world, to give it flavor, to light it up, Lord. We ask that when we come into contact with the world and with the people of the world, even the people that hate us, that call us, horrible names that accuse us, falsely accuse us, Lord. We have so, so many times surrounded by our enemies, but we ask that you would give us a spirit of love. We ask that you would help us to be, to be the body of Christ, to be Jesus to the world, because there is nothing that this world needs more than Jesus, Lord. There is nothing that this world needs more than you. And how incredibly blessed are we to have been chosen for such a time as this, to be placed in this world and to be awake, to have our eyes open to what's happening around us. God, give us the compassion to do the things that you want us to do. Help us to not get wrapped up in false binaries, Lord. Help us to not get wrapped up in emotional arguments that have no basis. In fact, help us to ground everything in the truth of your word in natural law, Lord, and to just stay firmly fixed in the center of your will. Help us to not react when we should stay silent. Help us to speak when we want to stay silent. 
Father God, we just praise you. We give you all the glory. And we ask that you'll walk with us, that you'll be with us during, during the rest of this day and the days to come. Father God, just please work in us first, Lord, so that we can work for you. In the amazing, almighty, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, um, if you like the show, I, we are back. <laughs> um, thank you for that. If you like the show, you can uh, you can catch us on live every day, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time and 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Um, you can go to conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Cloud Hub, Frank Speech. And um, I think, did you say 5 p.m.? We're 4, four now. 4 o'clock. And sorry, we're 4, four o'clock Mountain Time, 6 Eastern, and we're on Lindell TV 2 uh, during that evening yeah. time slot. Which is pretty awesome. And we got a lot of people that are listening to it, which is pretty awesome as well. So I just want to thank you for being a listener. Um, if you uh, want to listen to us in the audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go there, give us a five-star review. Smash the rumble button before you head out. And, um, you know, share this with someone that needs to hear it. You know, the end was just cleaning up some stuff that I, I think I owed it to everyone to say. So I just, you know, again, it, it, uh, I, don't, I don't want you to get away from supporting Max because of this. I don't, I don't want to be that drive. He, he is an incredibly smart man. So I, that's not what I'm trying to take away from him. And I hope that you guys know that. Um, text freedom to 89517 if you need a reminder when we go live. And uh, you can follow me at True Social at Joe Oltman and at Conservative Daily and at Ash in America, A-S-H-E in America. You can follow her on Truth Social as well. And on Telegram, you can go to t.me slash conservative daily, t.me slash Joe Oltman, and t.me slash uh, Ash in America. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. And I'm Ash Epp. And I want to thank you guys for being here. God bless you all. And remember that we have to stay in the gap. We have to get ready. There's too many things that are happening right now, which are showing us. It's foretelling what's going to happen in the future. If we don't stand up, have strong courage is more infectious than fear. I'll see you guys tonight at 4 o'clock, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless you.